The thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyal Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen lift up your right hand and thank him give him praise give him glory tonight honor his presence tonight Keep your right hand up as a point of contact with the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, we thank you. We thank you for another opportunity to be with your precious people and to feast on your word. Tonight, thank you for free flow of revelation and wisdom. In the name of Jesus, thank you that revelation flows freely without any hindrance by any satanic force or order. In the name of Jesus, thank you for giving us clarity on the subject of prayer. Thank you that prayer is a delight. Prayer is exciting. Prayer is yielding results in our lives. In Jesus' precious name, your amen can be better. Jam your hands together and please take your seat in God's presence. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you glad to be in the presence of God? Are you sure you are glad to be here? We thank God. This is the 11th, uh, 12th day, right? 12th day. We have uh, nine days more to go. Amen. You will finish stronger. You will finish well. All right. So we've been looking at praying with resource. Somebody say praying with resource. And we establish the fact that the whole essence of prayer is to get results. When you pray, you are supposed to get results. Once you understand the purpose of prayer, when you engage it, you are supposed to get results. God is a result-oriented being. Somebody say, God is a result-oriented being. Say, God is a result-oriented being. Yeah, so... When he calls us into fellowship with him, whatever we are using prayer for, if you are praying to share fellowship with God, which is one of the most important purposes of prayer, we must see results. You must see that in your prayer life, your relationship with God is becoming deeper and richer. Somebody say deeper and richer. Okay, so when you are getting results, praying because you want to deepen your fellowship with God or you want to share fellowship with the Holy Ghost, you should see that as you pray, you are getting deeper and deeper with God. If you are praying for answers, for concerning specific issues of your life, you also expect to see results. And that results 
practically translate to whatever you desire. The Bible says, whatsoever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall what? Have them. Call unto me and I will answer thee and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knoweth not. Matthew 7 verse 7 to 8. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and it shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Everyone that asketh receive it. Everyone that seeketh find it. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. That is why I'm convinced this fast will bring you resource. Let your amen be louder. But we establish the fact that if you are going to get results in prayer, we need to understand certain foundational principles. Somebody say foundational principles. Foundation is critical. The Bible says if the foundations be destroyed, the righteous can do nothing. So foundation is very critical. The strength of a building is predicated on the foundation. The strength of your prayer life is going to be predicated on these vital foundations I'm sharing with you. And we have established that are two important foundations critical for resource in prayer. One is relationship. Somebody say relationship. Okay. And they all start with R. One is relationship. The other is right. An understanding of your relationship with God. And then an understanding of your rights in God. And in the course of the year, we'll be exploring what we have in Christ. As new creation in Christ, what are right in Christ, we'll be exploring them. And as we get into deeper and you gain understanding, it will be affecting and impacting on your prayer life. But for the purposes of this week and uh, this fast, we've been looking at relationships. Somebody say relationship. The subject of relationship is not one that can be exhausted. We establish the fact that the reason why Jesus had an effective prayer life, how many of us know Jesus had an effective prayer life? He did. He did. He said, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. You hear me always. When we understand these principles, we see that God hears us always. That is the whole essence of this teaching, to come to a place where when you are calling, you are confident God is hearing. Am I communicating? And he says, when we ask, we believe we receive them. This is the confidence that we have. That If we ask anything according to his will, there's, there's a certain level of confidence you need in prayer. And when that confidence is not in place, you cannot really, really, whichever purpose you are using prayer for, if it's fellowship, if it's for meeting your needs, there is an underlying principle. You need confidence. Somebody say confidence. Say confidence. Yeah, confidence. Confidence. And God has given us what it takes to be confident in prayer. But when we don't understand this, our confidence in prayer will always be affected. So we establish that if you are going to have resource in prayer, we need to have a proper understanding of our relationship with God. That's what we talked about. And I walked you through some attributes of the Father you need to understand. Tonight, we are looking at how an understanding of relationship with God impacts your effectiveness in prayer. How your understanding, how your an understanding of relationship, of your relationship with God impact on your effectiveness in prayer. If you are going to be effective in prayer, you need to know how and understand. That's why you need to get a relationship right. Look at what the Bible says. Hebrews 4, 16. Let us therefore come. Somebody say, let us come. Say, let us come. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Somebody say, throne of grace. Say, throne of grace. That we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Let us come boldly. And the word that st stands out here is the word boldly. Come. But how are you coming? If you are coming to God and you receive, you have to come with boldness. Somebody say boldness. boldness. 
Let us come boldly. Let us come boldly. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. How we come to God affects how we receive from God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 to 23. Look at what the Bible says. Therefore, brethren, having boldness. Somebody say, having boldness. Say, having boldness. Good. Having boldness to enter the holies by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Somebody say, draw near. So he says, let's come. And then he says, draw near. Are you not excited that you can draw near to God? He said, draw near. Let's draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. I like that. In full assurance of faith. When we understand this, when we come to God, we come with assurance that God is hearing us. In this fast, you will get results. And all through this season, you will get answers in prayer. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Somebody say an amen. amen. Okay, so in what way does our understanding of our relationship with God affect our prayer life? Obviously, I'm sure by now you should see where I'm going. Our understanding of our relationship with God affects our boldness or confidence in prayer. When you understand your relationship with God, it affects, somebody say it affects? Say it affects. It affects your confidence and boldness in prayer. It does. It does. Once you understand your relationship with God, it imparts on your confidence in prayer. It does. And confidence is critical. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 39, it said, therefore, cast not away therefore your confidence. Somebody say confidence. Confidence and boldness, they, they are almost used synonymously. Cast not therefore your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. One of the rewards is that it guarantees you answers to prayer. Praise God. Let us cast not away our confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. For you have need. The King James says, for you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might obtain the promise. For yet a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall not be upright in him. But, he says, we are not of them. Somebody say, we are not of them. Amazing. Hebrews is one of the exciting books in the scriptures. We are not of them that draw back into perdition, but unto them which believe unto the saving of the soul. Praise God. Somebody say, we are not of them. It's always important. And, and that, that, that's the most exciting thing about this new phase for us as a church. Yeah. The ability to understand that God's relationship with the old is different from his relationship with the new. We are not of them that draw back into perdition. Boldness is critical. Boldness of confidence is critical for answers in prayer. First John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. Now this is a confidence. Somebody say this is a confidence. Who say it with boldness. This is the confidence that I have in him. Say it. Personalize it. This is the confidence that I have in him. That if I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. And if I know he hears me, I know. Somebody say, I know. It's not that uh, you think. Do you believe God has answered? I'm not sure. Maybe. I know. Somebody say, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. So, confidence is critical. Our relationship with God 
affect our confidence. And I would be looking at five boosters of confidence or boldness in prayer. Five things that can boost your confidence or boldness in prayer. Number one, again, is your knowledge of the nature of your father. Somebody say the knowledge of the nature of my father. That, that, that is the first step. Because you are coming to him. And he said, come boldly. Come boldly. Let us draw near with the true heart. So if you are coming to God, you have to know who he is and uh, what he thinks. How he reasons. His nature. You really, really, if you are going to anybody, let's say I'm going to Prempe and I want Prempe to advance me some money for a purpose. I have to one, amongst many things, I have to see that Prempe is ready to help me. I'm not complicating here. Yeah, I, I have to understand that I must have a certain relationship with Prempeh to even think of going in the first place. I will not. Sometimes you are, you are challenged, you, are, you have a difficulty and there are people around you but you see that you can't ask just any of them. Why? Because you don't have that relationship that will give you the boldness and the courage to go asking. So it's important when we understand the nature of God, I cannot overestimate that point. And in diverse ways this year, we would be helping you to see much of that. God's nature is loving. Somebody say God's nature is loving. Yeah, our Heavenly Father is a loving Father. He's a loving Father. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Again, our Heavenly Father is a good Father. He's a good Father. God is a good Father. He says, if you've been evil, know how to give good gifts. Your Heavenly Father, every good and perfect gift comes from where? Oh, say it. Every good and perfect gift comes from where? And from the Father of light, with whom is no shadow of turning. So, God is a good Father. And then we said he's a merciful and gracious father. Somebody say grace, merciful and gracious father. The psalmist said in Psalm 103 verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious. He has not got mercy. That is who he is. He is merciful and gracious. He cannot be any other thing else than to be merciful and gracious. And you need to understand that. And then we said that he's kind and caring, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. And then, of course, he's not just kind and caring, but he's able. Somebody say he's able. Because sometimes you go to someone to help you, and really the person hears you out. And, I mean, most times people will hear you out. They just hear you out to go and tell you out. Yeah, but there are people who genuinely hears you, and if they, they really hurt, they will help. But they are not able to help because they don't have not complicating. And all human beings are limited in a way. I'm limited, you are limited. What gives us unlimited power is the work of the Holy Spirit. And the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. He said God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above all that we can ask or think according to the power. So what gives us limitless ability is not from outside. Is the Holy Spirit living in the inside of us. Am I complicating? So in the power of the Holy Spirit, you are not limited. I thought somebody would say amen to that. Where you function in the past. That's why when we learn to function in the spirit, our results are amazing. Amen? Yeah, our results are amazing. Every time we function in the spirit, we get fantastic results. If you make decisions that are influenced by the Holy Ghost, fantastic. If you, you make relationship, whether relationship decision, ministry decision, based on the guidance of, it's a fantastic decision all the time. You remember the man, Lot? How many of you remember Lot? You remember Lot? 
Yeah, Lot made the decision and it was a natural decision. The Bible said he was walking with his uncle, that is Abraham. And Abraham told him that choose, look at the land and choose. I mean, that, that, that was something that he himself was not wise about. When you are working with an elder and he tells you to choose, if you are wise, you will tell him, oh God, choose first or choose for me. I'm not communicating. But he went ahead and chose. And his choice revealed who he was. And a lot of us, we find ourselves in predicament, sometimes in relationships, sometimes in businesses, sometimes with certain losses because we make decisions on what we see with our natural eyes. Am I complicating here? The Bible said he looked at the land and it was green. It looked green. You can meet a gentleman and he talks sweet. He looks sweet. Biceps are well built. Everything looks so fine and fantastic. And you are like, oh, we are, we are in for a good time. <laughs> Praise God. You are looking at the outward. Check out this car. This guy is the right guy for me. The Holy Ghost has spoken to me. That's not the Holy Ghost. It's the car talking to you. Praise God. And if you go that way, you are likely to land in problems, serious problems. And that is why we're talking about spiritual sensitivity. That all through the year and this decade, you function by the Spirit. Say a better amen. amen. Function by the spirit. Function by the spirit. And you need to know him. And we'll be sharing with you on how to be intimate with him. So it critical. He looked at it and said, this is what I want. But he didn't know it was Sodom. It looked green. But a few years down the line, it was going to be Sodom. Praise God. Because he looks. That's why the Bible said, man looks on the outside. The Bible said, no, we know man after the flesh. Don't function after the flesh. 2021, don't function after the flesh. 2021, you will not function after the flesh. You will not be making fleshly decisions. Praise God. And then, of course, so we looked at ability. Somebody say ability. What brought me here is the fact that some people are, they are kind and caring, but they are not able. So they really want to help, but they don't have what it takes. But God is able Somebody say he's able. he's able. God is able to do. Just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. 2021, the promises of God shall be near and amen in your life. And then of course, we said that he's not just able, he's willing. Somebody say he's willing. You know, sometimes you call on God for a specific thing and uh, when delay sets in, that's when we begin to doubt God's willingness. Praise God. And I think the last time I showed you about God's prophetic program that will not be sacrificed for your desire. Amen? Amen. I showed you about Samuel. I showed you about John the Baptist. So, there are things we ask and God has an overall picture. I mean, imagine that Joseph is asking God, Lord, deliver me from uh, Potiphar's house. Look at that. God will certainly not listen to that kind of prayer because that is not his prophetic program. His prophetic program is that he must be in Potiphar's house and then be lied upon and be taken to the prison and then be raised from the prison. I'm not communicating here. That, see, so that is why when we are influenced by the Holy Spirit and we are guided by the word of God, we are able to pray aright. And praying in the spirit even becomes more important. I pity people who really, really, really pray a lot with understanding and less in the spirit. If I'm doing 30 minutes of prayer, you can be sure about 20 minutes of that will be in 20 to 25 minutes of that will be in the spirit. If I'm doing an hour, you can be sure 40, 45 minutes will be in the spirit. I'm not communicating here. Now listen, because that is where you function at your maximum. 
You get that, that's where you get real results. The spirit takes hold of you and you begin to pray into specific things. You think it's this you need. God knows there's a better need. There's a greater need somewhere. And he begins to pray that through you. So he's able. And then he's willing. Somebody say he's willing. And then of course we said that he's faithful. Somebody say he's faithful. Say he's faithful. All the promises of God in Christ are yea and amen. So when we understand God is faithful. God is faithful. The Bible says, if we believe not, he abided faithful. He cannot deny himself. Somebody say an amen. amen. All right. So the first thing is, if your, your boldness. Now, how many of you believe that if this becomes your mindset about God, you always be bold in prayer? You always be bold in prayer. Even when you are falling into sin, you will still be bold in prayer. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Some people, when they sin, they feel that they can't talk to God. But I saw in the garden of Eden, man sinned and God was talking to man. God came talking to man. Adam, where are you? <laughs> so when you mess up and you feel that you can run away, you can run, you cannot hide. I think a songwriter wrote a song and said, uh, he's coming after me. What is it? What's the song? Reckless love, he's coming after you. God will come after you, wrestle you to the ground. Am I complicating? He has loved you with everlasting love. So you can't run away from it. What shall separate us from the love of God? It's impossible. So get that straight. Number two is your consciousness of your position in Christ. Somebody say the consciousness of my position in Christ. How am I going to be bold in prayer? What is going to affect my boldness in prayer? Knowing that my boldness in prayer will affect my ability to receive answers in prayer. Your consciousness. Somebody say my consciousness. And please understand me. I'm not saying your knowledge of. I'm saying your consciousness. Praise God. There's a difference between knowing something and being conscious of something. There's a, there's a big difference. You need to be conscious of it. A lot of us know many things, but we are not conscious of them. Don't you know that he will give his angels charge over you? Oh, talk to me. How many of you don't know that? He will give his angels. You know that. You know that. You know that. You know that. But if somebody you saw you, you had a dream tomorrow <laughs> that you were traveling and something happened, immediately you may even stop the travel. Praise God. I see that uh, the dream, the, the dream to you is more valid than what God said. So we are not conscious of many things. I was telling you the last time that most times when I'm I'm flying or something, Satan just drop it. This is your last one. <laughs> Praise God. And I, I keep on telling you that those things never will make me pray. Amen? Yeah, because you see, most of the time, people pray and they are wasting their time because they are anxious. And that's what that seed, that word that has been planted is designed to do, is to make me anxious. And when, I'm, when you are anxious, don't pray. If you don't want to get anxious, when you are anxious, don't waste your time praying. Bible said, be anxious for nothing. I'm not complicating it. Before you pray, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Because when you are anxious, you, you can see when you are emotionally unstable. You can't think straight. You, I mean, all kinds of things are going on in you. Yeah? So you have to kill anxiety. How do you kill anxiety? By your consciousness. That's what kills anxiety. By your consciousness. I am co too conscious. In fact, when I enter a vehicle, I enter a plane, I'm more conscious of the presence and the reality of angels with me more than the chair I'm sitting on. The seat I'm sitting on in the plane. Praise God. They will bear me up in his hands. 
So I'm not sitting on the chair. I'm being carried by angels. Am I communicating here? Please, you have to be conscious who you are in Christ. Know it and be conscious in it. The Bible said, even if I'm be in Christ, he's a new creation. He is a new creation. You're a new person. You're a supernatural being. Things that happen to ordinary people is not permitted to happen to you. Am I communicating here? So you have to be conscious of that. Look at uh, Ephesians 3 verse 12. I like this. He said, in whom we have boldness. Somebody say, in whom? Ephesians 3.12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith. In where? In whom? Your boldness is not in your self-righteousness. Your boldness is in him. So you have to be conscious you are in him. Am I communicating? Yeah. You are in him. So be conscious I am in him. I mean, I've done something wrong, but I'm still in him. Somebody say I'm in him. That's where your confidence comes from. A lot of us withdraw our confidence from our good works. So because something went wrong, you didn't listen, your boldness, you're, you're, you're afraid that when you come to God, God will not listen to you. Or he won't give you what you are asking for. But that is not where the confidence comes from. It's from the reality of the fact that you are in him. And you are conscious, I am in him. Somebody say, I'm in him. I'm in him. And then of course, number three, your, the knowledge of your right in Christ. The knowledge of your right in Christ. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 7, we are joint S. Somebody say joint S. Say joint S. Now joint S means that whatever Christ has, we have. Somebody say whatever Christ has, we have. Say whatever Christ has, we have. Yeah. So Christ has righteousness, we have it. Praise God. Christ is the beloved. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. We have it. We are beloved because whatever Christ has, we have. Praise God. And where you pray with that understanding, it's not, you don't pray in a beggarly way. You don't pray in what? No, no, no. You know that this is mine. So I'm taking it. I'm taking my healing. I'm not communicating here. You take your healing by thought and by faith. You don't from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of God's everybody and the violent take it by So you don't sit down and allow Satan to get an advantage of you. The Bible says, lest he gets advantage for we are not ignorant of his device. So you need to be informed about what is yours in Christ. What is mine in Christ? In Christ I have peace. Somebody say amen. amen. In Christ you have joy. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. But righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. That's in the, have, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. It's not, it's not a, you are not praying for peace. You have peace with God. I'm not complicating here. That's it. That's it. You see, there are a lot of things that are prayer points. They will not be prayer points when we understand our right in Christ. Your prayer point will change. Things, because some of the things is not prayer. You just take them. I'm not complicating here. Yeah, you have forgiveness. He said, giving thanks unto the Father who had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance in Christ. He said, who are translated from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. He said, in whom we have forgiveness. Praise God. Forgiveness is not something you ask for. Father, forgive me. No, you take forgiveness. Praise God. You sin and Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive, I take forgiveness. I receive forgiveness. I have it. So I take it. Praise God. I mean, when you have something, do you go and pray for it? You just take it. Somebody say, you take it. 
Thank you, Father, that I have forgiveness in Christ. Thank you that I'm forgiven. I walk in liberty. Am I communicating here? Now, it frees you. All this uh, confession of sin, Satan is just using it to disturb your prayer life. You have, you have to know what is available for you in Christ. And then, of course, number four, your knowledge of God's will, which is basically sometimes a lot of people want to make all kinds of things about it. But the knowledge of God's will is God's word. God's word is God's will. Somebody say God's word is God's will. You see, human will can be suspended and uh, be set aside. Like when my father died and he made a will, some of the things he gave us, they, they, they denied us. It was in his will, written, but they denied us. But not with, so with God's will. If you get to know God's will, you have to be confident. Why? Because his will is as secured and short as himself. Forever, O oh God, thy word is settled. If he said he took your infirmities, he took it. He what? Took it. So stop believing what you are feeling in your body. If I listen to feelings, I will not be standing here this evening no, as I'm speaking with you. If I listen to feelings, I will not be here. Praise God. Not at all. Not at all. Even before I came to the altar. <laughs> Praise God. You don't listen to... You see, it... <clears throat> You, you, you are most weak if you live at the mercy of your feelings. The weakest person lives at the mercy of his feelings. I, I feel like drinking, so you just drink. In this fast, I feel like eating, I eat. I feel like having sex, I have it. I feel like, no, 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 no. The Bible said, if you through the spirit and mortify the deeds of the flesh, you will live. If you want to really live well, you have to mortify the deeds of the flesh. Bring the body under subjection. And the body cannot be subjected until the spirit is strong. Praise God. There's a conflict going on. Your spirit, the, the, the weight of your spirit, your body cannot match it in any way. Praise God. The, the voice of the body seems to be loud, but it's not as strong. If you will constantly, our challenge is that we don't build our spirit. We don't build our spirit. The way you eat constantly, sometimes two times a day, three times a day, to feed your body, you don't feed yourself on the word of God likewise. So the body is growing and the spirit is shrinking. Praise God. And so, in times of difficulty, you faint. And the Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is more. Praise God. You won't faint again. Amen. I said you won't faint again. Amen. And then, of course, finally, is your righteousness consciousness. Somebody say righteousness consciousness. That's one of the things that enhances boldness in prayer. That's one of the things that enhances boldness in prayer. Righteousness consciousness. Somebody say righteous consciousness. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Oh, say it with boldness. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I am as righteous as Jesus. Oh, better say it. I'm as righteous as Jesus. I'm as holy as Jesus. Yeah, because that's, that's who you are. God made you so. God made you so. The Bible said in the book of Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1, he said the wicked flees where no man pursueth, but the righteous is as bold as a lion. Bold. 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 If you are going to be bold in prayer, you have to be righteous consciously. Righteousness conscious. Righteousness conscious. Righteousness. I'm the righteousness of God. You come to Satan and he's bringing condemnation. I'm the righteousness of God. He refers you to a person. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm not complicating. You have to walk in that. You see, this is consciousness. Somebody say consciousness. 
Now, 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 in this year and in this season, one of the things that, it's not, it's not like we are really going to share anything. We just want you to be aware of what's available and increase your consciousness of it. That's all. That's what it takes to live the life and the victorious life in Christ. That's how it takes. You will win. Amen. You are a winner and you are winning. Amen. Shout a better amen. amen. Second Corinthians 5 verse 21. For he made him to be sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Are you excited you came? Have you been blessed tonight? Why don't you give God praise? Thank him and give him praise. Give him glory. Pastor Afakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afakwa, please call 540 or email us at faithhousechapel@yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. Our first service, 6.30 a.m to 8 a.m. Our second service 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you.